Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jason Shellcross and Alex Krogh. We are the Fantasy Football Sackos. Today, we're talking running backs. We're talking the top fantasy football running backs for your league in 2023. Alex, any spoilers? Uh, first of all, it's K-R-O-G. And I just want to make sure that that sticks. Uh, second of all, um, no spoilers. Spoilers are bad, right? No, it, it should be noted. If you're listening to this and it's like July or August and first of all, go check our feed because there's probably a more recent running back episode. If you're catching this late, uh, we're recording this on June 19th and Zeke is a free agent. Kareem Hunt is a free agent. Delvin Cook is a free agent. And it's very possible that one of those guys has completely jacked these rankings because they signed with a team. And so go find a more recent running back podcast that we've done. So there's a spoiler alert. Go listen to us in the future or something like that. No, this is, uh, I, I think we disagree at least a little bit, it should be noted that uh, I do my rankings first and Jason does his after I do mine. And so I got, you know, I send out the text like, hey, this is ready to go. And all I get from Jason is LOL Chubb. So there's uh, so 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 there's stay your spoiler. tuned to find out where Chubb lands in Alex's rankings. Let's go. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts Jason Shellcross and Let's Alex go. Crow. Oh, Fantasy Football Sackos back at it again. That's right, ladies and gents. We are Alex Krogh, the KROG, and Jason Shellcross. baby. Today, we are talking I've way too early. I've a lot of positive early. feedback on that name, No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Have. And your wife doesn't count, and neither do your kids. Anyway, back to the, the matter at hand, which is <laughs> way too early fantasy football running back rankings. That's the topic that we're talking today. We're going to talk about consensus rankings where Alex has the person ranked wrong and where I have the person ranked probably more accurate. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. You suck at this. Uh, I suck at this. All right. Back to back to back. Final top three. What? Get out of here, son. You K-R-O-G sacko because you're used to finishing last. Uh, we both have the number one ranking this year to be Christian McCaffrey. Yes, sir. His uh, his current ADP is 2.4 on Sleeper. Fantasy Pros has him at one. We both have him at one. Jason, why do you like Christian McCaffrey? Uh, because he's the most dynamic running back on potentially one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, three okay. down stud. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can say about some of these top guys, right? Do you think it matters at all who the quarterback is? So let's say Brock oh. Purdy. 
just let, let's say Brock Purdy isn't ready to start the year. And I'm pissed Trey that Lance. you asked me this because I wanted to ask you the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm getting ahead of you. I'm not if, worried about if, Brock if, Purdy being ready to start the year based on the injury. He should be good to go come week one. What I am worried about is any sort of injury that he might sustain that is unrelated to what he's recovering from uh, in the playoff loss um, with his elbow. But I'm just this this much worried. Something takes him out for a couple weeks. Quarterbacks have gotten really banged up, I feel like, the last couple of years. And uh, Especially maybe, 49ers. Like basically yeah. any 49er player is going to get hurt at some point. That's what it certainly seems yeah, like. Yeah, so you got, you got to think, man. Trey Lance is going to have an opportunity at some point. And it's just going to come down to whether or not he's ready and can execute. And if he does, he might not give the job back. And if that happens, I am worried about CMC. I think he falls from running back one overall to mid to low end RB one. Yeah, he's, down- a, he's a top ten. He's a top ten running back if Trey Lance is getting goal line carries. Yeah, right. Hopefully. So. Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield is is obviously dynamic when you have like I thought Debo might bite into some of those touchdown runs a little bit. They still have Elijah Mitchell there. I just don't know that that's my only concern is the is the potential Trey Lance factor. He led uh, Christian McCaffrey, that is, pronouns pal, uh, went on to lead all running backs and fantasy points from weeks eight to 17, averaging 20 and a half points. Uh per game. So he, he was great. 20 touches a game, 76% snap share when, uh, when the game is close, there's a lot of mouths to feed here, but McCaffrey takes their entire offense to a new level. And there's really no Shanahanigans when it comes to just Christian McCaffrey being great. So it, it's a shame that they just didn't put him at quarterback in that playoff game. I just, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, honestly. Right. So he was one of the first players to, what, throw, run, and receive a touchdown uh, in the same game in in at least in a while. Uh, Christian finished six points and half PPR behind uh, our number two running back, Austin Eckler, last year. But both of these guys are really can't miss. I do think Eckler might take a small step back just because I don't think he's going to end up with 107 catches again. But... I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these two guys towards the top of the draft. No, I don't think so either. Um, I mean, Josh Kelly was backing up Eckler and he wasn't really taking any work away. Um, I He's the check down option in that offense and Herbert likes to check it down. Are you concerned at all? Maybe with, what is it, a new offense? New new offense, right? Because uh, they got rid of Lombardi and former offensive coordinator for Dallas is there where you just like they had a pretty good check down offense too to Zeke and to Pollard out of the backfield. So I'm, I'm not entirely worried about Kellen Moore uh, destroying Austin Eckler's fantasy stats because if you think about it, they 
essentially have had two top 20 backs in Dallas for the last several years between Pollard and Zeke. And they're going to just load up Eckler. They gave him a small contract extension, I believe, for two years. So they're going to deploy him fully. So I... He was Are wild, you concerned right? at all about Isaiah Spiller coming into his second year or no, not even a little, not, not really. Cause they wouldn't have paid Eckler if they weren't going to use him. So Eckler had 18 touchdowns last year, 13 on the ground, five through the air, 127 targets, 107 catches. I have a really hard time believing that that repeats itself. I, it's, it's possible that it does. I just don't, I just have a hard time seeing it repeating itself again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you say that and it's like, well, what did, what did he do last year or, you know, two years ago, if you're saying, how's he going to repeat it? Um, so just looking at 2022, he had 94 targets, 70 catches and eight receiving touchdowns. So he was even more efficient two years ago. Uh, 911 yards, 12 touchdowns in 2022. So, you know, he almost took a step back from an efficiency standpoint last year in an offense that struggled a little bit. I would actually expect the Chargers offense to score more. So is 18 touchdowns possible for Eckler? That's probably on the high side. I I think if you get, you know, one a week, he'd probably be super happy. Well, he also played all 17 games last year, which was a surprise for me because I felt like he's kind of been a little, I don't want to say injury prone, but he's been injured the last couple of years. Um, so I was really surprised. I held on to Josh Kelly like the majority of the year last year and multiple fantasy leagues never got to use him. Um, but I think that maybe the receivers will be used more or just like be healthier. You add Quentin Johnson to that offense. Maybe he's becomes, you know, a bona fide option, maybe not out the gate, but in the second half of the year as he progresses through his rookie season. So, you know, I still really like this offense. It has a lot of stability, especially at the quarterback position. I'm not worried about Trey Lance potentially starting the second half of the year or whatever. Uh, so maybe in a way, maybe he's a little bit safer. Um, cause you don't have to worry about that quarterback situation at all. Um, it's true, but, and, and no, nobody scored more touchdowns than, than Austin Eckler the last two years, 22 years ago, 18 last year. So who's regression, regression, two touchdowns less. Yeah. To 19. So right I, in the middle. Right. Right. So I I think you can say, hey, if he stays healthy, I know Keenan Allen was out. I know Mike Williams was out, but there's no reason to not think that he won't be the focal point of their offense on a go forward basis. So those those are like clearly the top two running backs. They finished one two, Eckler at one, McCaffrey at two. And and I think there's a line there. I think there's a a very clear line there. And then you're kind of probably going to be looking towards Kelsey or, or wide receivers or, and a lot of people are taking Jefferson before either one of those two guys. So yeah, El Hefe and chase are kind of going off the board one, two right now. It's pretty wild. Yeah. So, so there, there's one, two line and here's where it kind of starts getting a little funky and me and Jason are kind of all over the place. Because there's really not a consensus third guy here. It's crazy to me that if you, you know, depending on where you look, it seems like B. John Robinson's like the third guy that's being ranked. I think that's 
way, way too high for a, a rookie running back in that offense with Tyler Algier there coming off a thousand yard season. And we'll get to, to Bijan in a little bit, but I, do you just want to talk for a second? I, three for Bijan's way too high, right? Uh, it's higher than I would take him, uh, certainly, but I don't know. It's, it's a, one of the best offensive lines in the league, but we'll get to it. Next up, right. number three, Alex's, due to Alex's poor ranking, is Nick Chubb. <laughs> LOL Chubb. Uh, so Alex is, has Is him, it a poor ranking, though? Alex has him ranked at running back three overall. I have him at running back five. In his Ooh, five huge year, difference. Okay. In his five-year career, he has never averaged, or excuse me, in his five-year career, he is averaging less than 25 catches per season. The yeah. big draw with Chubb is the fact that, you know, there's a better than average chance that he finishes with more than 1,500 yards on the ground alone. It's true. And has 10 to 15 touchdowns on the ground. So, Man, that's not, that sounds like a top five running back, doesn't it? If, if he can pull that off, then he has a good shot to finish up there. But for me, like... I'm going to rank the four shore three down back above Chubb. And I believe right now those other two guys are Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley. So I have Chubb behind them. And even Jonathan Taylor and Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, not not Jacobs, but Nick Chubb. I mean, he just needs to convert. So you're just that confident that you think he's going to he's going to have what maybe 20 28 catches this season maybe 30 he had 27 last year so here here's the case uh who first of all who who had more fantasy points last year Nick Chubb or Saquon Barkley you, I'm sure you have it right in front of you I do have it right in front of me Mr. Alex it was Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb correct so there's your three down run. Like, oh, he does. He's down in on third down. Okay, fine. Still, still finishing more points than Saquon did last year. Total points. Also, yeah, more right. And he averaged point two more points per game because Saquon missed a game. Okay, fair. All right, I, I get it. But Kareem Hunt isn't there anymore, and Hunt has been a pain in Chubb's backside for a while in that offense where like Kareem Hunt had 500 rushing yards, three touchdowns. He had 35 catches, 44 targets, uh, a receiving touchdown. I'm not saying all that has to go to, to Chubb and it, it probably won't, but Chubb has proven himself that he can be a threat out of the backfield. I mean, he corralled 70% of his targets, which is fine. So I, I think he's clearly the three down running back there. And Jerome Ford doesn't intimidate you. No, <laughs> uh, it, it, it doesn't. So Nick Chubb has always averaged more than five yards of carry his entire <laughs> career in every season, every season. Nick his Chubb is the, the single best running back in the league from a pure running standpoint. Okay. His, no his second, 
his second year in the league, he caught 36 passes in 2019. That's not a significant he, number. I I agree. Now, how many times has Derrick Henry finished in the top five in the I last? Know, and we've been naysayers about him too. Correct. And I stopped doing that last year because I was like, I'm gonna I stop getting burned just because of these guys not catching passes. Derrick Henry, by the way, finished his running back four last year, which I'm pretty sure is where I had him ranked. Let me double check up. Yep, I had him at three, so not bad. We had him at four overall, which is where he finished. Hey, good job by us. So I think it's fair that Nick Chubb is ranked in the top five, and whether you want Pollard or Barkley, that's fine. I think you can't go wrong with with any of those three guys in this position because I think they're all pretty interchangeable from a from an upside perspective. I think Danny Dimes, you you have to worry about him rushing down by the goal line. Saquon mm-hmm. hasn't been the healthiest player, and, and Chubb has been very durable for the amount of carries that he's had. And Tony Pollard, he's never really carried the full load for the whole season. You also have Jonathan Taylor as, and and Josh Jacobs as potential options, or Bijan. So I, I think I just like the Chubb almost like guarantee where, you know, he might not score every week, but I mean, you're going to get red zone alerts, and especially if Watson kind of bounces back a little bit. I I like the prospects of Nick Nick Chubb, who I believe was running back one after the first eight weeks last year, where he had one single digit week, um, and then he kind of stopped storing touchdowns. Of course, that kind of correlates with Watson coming back where their offense fell apart. So maybe you're a little concerned about that, but I I, I am not because I just think talent wins out at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly what it is. He's definitely one of, if not the most physically gifted running back in the league. So uh, regularly forces missed tackles at one of the highest rates in the NFL and ranks near the top in yards per carry average. Like the guy is just an absolute stud. So Go get you some chub. Um, I just am very excited when we look back on this in about 60 days after Dalvin Cook has signed with the Cleveland Browns and this all goes to hell. Yeah, it's funny because you you're like, that's what you text me. Dalvin's going to sign there. And I got like a sleeper notification the next day saying that Dalvin will not sign with the, with the Browns is what a Browns beat reporter. And I was like, Jason has his sources all figured out. (laughs) Oh man. All right. Uh, Love Chubb. Moving on. Next running back consensus. Number four, Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard was a stud last year, uh, finished as running back seven, splitting time with Zeke. Zeke is gone now. Obviously, everybody knows. Tony Pollard, I feel like people have been clamoring for this down in Dallas for like two to three years now because Zeke is kind of slowed. Clamoring for Pollard to get a true shot at being a workhorse uh, did go over a thousand yards in that complimentary role last season with 10 or excuse me, nine rushing touchdowns also had almost 40 catches and another three scores through the air. Um, I mean, assuming 
the free agency running backs hold off out of Dallas because I know Dalvin was kind of rumored to be looking there potentially. What do you? But assuming none of that comes true, what do you feel about, or how do you feel about Tony Pollard's chance for success in twenty twenty three? He kind of checks all the boxes, right? Because you want young running backs. He's 26. He doesn't have a ton of wear and tear on him. Yeah. And he clearly knows the offense. Like, it's not going to change that much under Mike McCarthy. They might throw a little bit more. They might check down to Pollard a little bit more. Brandon Cooks, C.D. Lamb, and, you know, tight end is kind of in flux with Dalton Schultz leaving. You have to really like the Tony Pollard upside here especially with Zeke moving on after you know he had 12 touchdowns last year yeah. like when they get close they're fine with just turning around and giving it to the running back which is what Tony Pollard's going to do finish last year's RB7 he ended up outside the top 25 in touches per game like that's that's wild outrageous like how explosive he was the efficiency Right. From week seven to 16 last year, he scored more fantasy points than any other running back. And he was playing like the, the upside is is RB1. So we, we both have him at four. I, I'm not sure that there's really like any competition for touches. Ronald Jones, Deuce Vaughn, who they drafted out of Kansas State for the Cowboys. Like Deuce might eat into some targets at least a little bit as more of like a gadgety Sproles type player, but it's nothing that I think either of us are worried about. Again, finishes RB7 last year with a ton of touches going to Zeke. So top 10 floor, <laughs> RB1 ceiling. His playoff schedule, December 17th at the Bills. That could That could suck. In they round could. one. Yeah, uh, if it's if, especially if it's snowing. Yeah, correct. Like if they get two feet of snow at the Bills, at the Dolphins. That's fine. And then home against the Lions. That should be fine, too. So. Tony Pollard, consensus number four. All right. Yeah, so so Fantasy Pros has him as their ninth ranked running back. He's currently going at pick 23. <laughs> That's late. Like, That's wrong. So I think it's too late too. But if you're telling me that I can get like McCaffrey Pollard or Jefferson Pollard or Chase Pollard that has to tighten up before the season starts. I I don't know. Like they gotta be. There's gotta be some people figuring in that they're gonna sign someone there. Like that's wild. Yeah, but who? That is wild. So so he's currently going the he's currently the ninth ranked uh, running back going off the board ADP wise. So before him is McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon, Derrick Henry, Chubb, Josh Jacobs. So Schmidt. just I, I would love to get him at the end of the second round. I'd love to take him at the turn. There you go. <laughs> Next up consensus number five, Saquon Barkley. Um, Saquon was an absolute stud last season, finishing his RB six, even though he did miss a game at the end of the season. Uh, 295 attempts, 1,300 yards on the ground, 10 scores, almost 60 catches, 
uh, for another 338 yards. No receiving touchdowns, though. Kind of an interesting blank there on 57 catches. Um, he was the absolute workhorse cornerstone of the Giants' offense last year. Um, man, Dable really turned that freaking regime around in one season, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's where my Danny Dimes rankings uh, ranking came from. If you haven't listened to our QB podcast yet, it kind of applies to Saquon at least a little bit, too. You and me were higher on Saquon last year. Uh, we had him as our 12th ranked running back. Uh, Fantasy Pros had him at 15. Wow. Uh, when we did when we did our rankings last year, he, uh, like you mentioned, he finishes RB six. So I have him at seven. You have him at three. I. I'm a little concerned about the contract stuff. He also had a ton of touches last year. Second most touches in football with 352. Um, and I believe he had 80% of the carries coming or, you know, opportunities out of the backfield for the Giants last year. I so that that's my only concern is just did he have too much wear and tear? But after not really doing much for the two previous years before that, he's he's a very fresh 26-year-old running back from a just usage standpoint. There's not that much to say. Saquon's really good. He's got these massive legs. He's obviously hard to tackle. I, I had him on a bunch of teams because a lot of people were undervaluing him last year and, and you and me were a little bit higher on him. He was great to to have on on your team. So the question is, is you know, will Waller potentially take away touchdowns? I don't really think so. I actually think that you know, 10, 10 touchdowns with having some of the most touches in football, I wouldn't be surprised to see that go up a little bit. Especially seventy six targets, fifty seven catches, zero touchdowns. That just doesn't seem destined to repeat himself. Uh, sorry, repeat itself uh, after having, I think, the fourth most targets uh, in football last year. Check that fifth. He was behind Kamara, uh, Leonard Fournette, Ramondre, uh, McCaffrey, and Eckler. Yeah, and I don't know. The one thing that concerns me about Saquon is really just the contract. If the dude shows up to training camp and I don't think he will even like even if he was in a good contract position, I don't think that he would even play preseason football games. I agree. Um, but he needs to be present at camp like for the duration of camp minus whatever the veteran days are that that's good off. Um, he gave a pretty salty interview about the three young stud running backs all being tagged. Uh, which is him, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard. The only difference out of the three is that Pollard has signed his tender. Um, so, you know, he's talked about, you know, and so is Josh Jacobs, by the way, doing it for the ones that come come after us. Holding out and trying to fight what, for what they believe is is right and... You know, he even said that he feels like he's the biggest contributor to that offense and that offense isn't the same without a minute. So, Yeah, same. I mean, maybe so, but there's just a lot of free agent running backs that can are not Saquon. Come. I I know, but 
how big of a diff like marginally there's not that big of a difference between a lot of running backs between and, Zeke yeah, and Saquon? I mean, don't get me wrong. That you know, Saquon's clearly better, younger, quicker, more agile. I could not but disagree Giants, with this. But the take Giants would anymore. be fine. But the Giants would be fine. They would not be a playoff team if Zeke is running the ball instead of Saquon. Danny Dimes, baby. <laughs> that is the worst take. Oh man, <laughs> that is the worst take. Oh, just wait, God. just wait for Danny Dimes to be like a top five quarterback this Jesus. year. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Uh huh. If he is, I don't even know. We might just end the podcast. Yeah. Right. If Danny Dimes is a top three quarterback, I'll end the podcast. Come on, Danny. Get me out of this for the rest of my life. Amen. All right. Next up. Running back six, JT, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor really whelmed last season in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, he finished as what, 35th somehow. I mean, he ran the ball less than 200 times, 800 some yards, only four touchdowns. Like this is the reigning RB1 from the season prior. Just absolutely that offense did not move with Matt Ryan under center. Um, now you have a rookie quarterback that is a mobile rookie quarterback that is, you know, going to create and get his own yards on the ground. I do worry about JT living up to this RB six ranking. The only way I think that he gets there is by being fed early and often, especially in the first half of the season. Um, while they let Anthony Richardson get his legs underneath him. Um, so I don't know. Are, are you, do you think the, the good times have gone? I mean, you must not, you have him at RB six yourself. So give me the case for Jonathan Taylor. Why would I be excited about Jonathan Taylor compared to our next guy? I don't know if Jonathan Taylor can be any can be any worse than he was last year, right? Yeah, last I, year was running back thirty five, though. So you're telling me that's his floor, but he he still averaged twelve points per game, so that's not like awful, awful. That was running back eighteen on a points per game basis. So yeah, I was going to say he he did miss six games. Yeah, so you're telling me running back 18 is his floor. You'll take that. Um, you know, obviously you don't want to draft him at six and and get RB 18 on a points per game basis. But you know, knowing that that's his floor, okay. So so there we are. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, <clears throat> um, 33 touchdowns his first two years. Obviously scored just the four touchdowns last year. You'd expect some some touchdown progression because of that, but their offense is going to be like a dumpster fire. So I feel like that's why I have him as low as I do. Like I wanted him to be higher, but if you're going to tell me that Anthony Richardson's going to potentially eat into his his goal line carries a little bit, that's not great. But they're also going to make sure that they're they're not making mistakes down by the goal line if they get there once a game and just pound it in with Taylor. So I, I'm expecting him to be better. 
I would be shocked if he has more injuries. You know, he's still just 24. This is this is year number four. So, I mean, Miles Sand. So, uh, what? Shane Steichen is there uh, coming over from the Eagles. Miles Sanders had 13 touchdowns last year. They, they know how to use kind of a mobile quarterback with a good running back. So, you know, maybe this offense will be at least a little bit better than, than we thought. Um, but yeah, I, I think you just have kind of the, you have a slight injury discount here, quite frankly, just from last year, him, him being banged up. So, and he could uh, be a total fans, stud and that's why you're drafting him at number six or whatever. That's why we have him ranked at number six In his worst season. He still averaged uh, four and a half yards per carry and averaged more than three yards per carry after contact. So right. he's still a stud. Uh, he just yeah. had injury issues and that offense. I mean, it sucked. There's no other word. It sucked. Yeah. So, so fan, fantasy pros has him at five. His current ADP is pick nine, which is the fourth running back off the board. It's probably a, a, a tad bit rich for my blood, but you know, clearly people still believe in Jonathan Taylor's value. Um, He's won people some leagues the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, outside of last year. So I understand why people just say, ah, it was the Matt Ryan fluke injury discount, whatever. We're lucky to get him at the end of of the first. Yep. So, all right. Next up at running back seven, we have Ramondre Stevenson of the New England Patriots. This one's my fault too. This This is solely my fault. Please explain... Why last year's running back 11 is now our consensus running back seven. Yeah, a, a tad bit spicy here. Yeah, I mean, he only had 210 carries last season. It's true. Damian Harris was there uh, for for quite a bit of it. Uh, I So I know I kind of spoiled this earlier, but... He had 69 catches last year, which is nice. Nice. 88 targets, fourth most targets in football. Um, and the, f- and the, uh, hold on. I'm, my, I'm having sorting issues. Fourth most catches, uh, third most targets. Like that's, I would not have guessed that in a million years if you were talking about Ramondre Stevenson from last year, right? Like it, you wouldn't have had him in the top 10. Fair, totally fair. I mean, so I was, yeah, given how low his rushing total was, I was shocked to learn that he was in the top 10 in the NFL in touches. Yeah. Uh, Also, throwing the fact that Bill O'Brien is now their offensive coordinator. And so here's some some research for you. Uh, In so he was the uh, Texans head coach. Uh, starting in 2014. Um, here is their um, like NFL ranking as far as number of attempts go for oh, rushing. Give it to me. Give me that sweet, okay. sweet data. 2014, they had the the most carries in football. Oh. 2015, they had the fifth most. Yes. 2016, they had the sixth most. Oh, my. 2017, 11. Hit me and again. And 20... And 2018, they had the fourth most carries in football. Yeah, baby, that'll do. So they're going to run the ball. 
Yardage is five, uh, five, 15, eight, 14, eight, nine. Like they're going to run the ball. They're going to establish the run. And Ramondre is the bell cow for this offense. So tell me like, I, I love his value. So he, he was running back 11 last year. Fantasy pros has him at 10. His current ADP is, is pick 29. He which won't is be there in the third round, the the 12th running back currently going off the board. Dude, he's not, I he's not going to be there though. Like when it comes draft time, he is not like we are in June. He is not going to be in the third round of drafts come draft day. Dude is going to be like mid second at the latest. Like that guy is, he's moving up 10 spots easy in the next two months. I love his value. So I, I'm, I'm proud that I have him at five. I think it's aggressive, but I don't think it's necessarily wrong. And I think the value, if you can wait to get him in the second round, that's great. I would love, I I would not hate anybody that drafted him in the second round at all. Um, Average 4.7 yards per carry. Uh, in both years uh, with more than th- almost, th- or excuse me, with almost three and a half yards coming after contact. Love to see it. Um, Damian Harris and his 123 touches are now in Buffalo. I think it's Ramondre season until Ramondre is not healthy. So, yeah. And I just think that they're going to use him. Uh, other running backs there are Pierre Strong Jr., Ty Montgomery, and Kevin Harris. So, who? Yeah, yeah. A couple of those guys were drafted, you know, and whatever. Just haven't had haven't had a chance to appear because they had Damian Harris and Ramondre. So, I'm sure somebody will poke their head up and classic, or maybe they'll do the classic Bill Belichick yourself, wreck yourself and just play all four of them. Yeah. I mean, it's entirely possible, right? That there is a week where Ramondre, like that's, that's the the scariest part for with Ramondre is, is he just going to get randomly benched and, and be put into, to bench hell uh, on the Patriots who, who knows? Like, and there's we don't no know. reason to think that that would ever happen other than solely the fact that Belichick has done it before. Right. But. So, like, I, I mean, we meant, I mentioned the fact, right? Ramondre finished as, as running back 11 last year. Down the stretch, week 14, two points. Week 16, 2.3 points. And week 17, 6.1 points. And he still finished that high. Uh, not to mention, to start the season, he had weeks of 3.7 and 5.6, and then he went on a double-digit bender from week three to week 13. So, like, I just, especially in full PPR leagues, I think Ramondre is a a very safe top five running back pick with all those catches that he had last year. Nothing better than a good bender. Ramondre's fantasy football playoff schedule, home against the Chiefs, at the Broncos, at the Bills in championship week. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. We've seen the Patriots at Bills uh, late in the season with snow, and it's just not fun. Why? The NFL needs to stop scheduling. And at mile high the week before that, he could be gassed against maybe one of the best defenses in the league. 
not maybe one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, it's not fun. The playoff schedule is not fun, but he might get you there. He will get you there. So next up at running back eight, Josh Jacobs, all 340 rushing attempts of Josh Jacobs for more than 1600 rushing yards, 12 scores, 53 catches, another 400 receiving yards. Dude was an absolute stud. Absolute stud. Running back three. Um, there was all that nonsense last offseason making him play. Josh McDaniels making him play the preseason games. Everybody's like, oh, my God, they're punishing Josh Jacobs. He's going to be gone. Nope. Didn't well, go anywhere. You did a really good imitation of yourself there. <laughs> Oh, freaking OG <laughs> troll is what you are. You're not the care. OG, just the troll. Oh, man. Um, now, let, get, all that aside, Derek Carr is gone. Jimmy yeah. G might not be healthy to start the season yeah. with the ankle. Um, are, are you worried at all about the Raiders offense? I am. Yeah. Do you think I he's am. maybe ranked a little too high with Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, and Chase Garbers throwing the ball? Oh, boy. I do. Josh Jacobs has always been pretty good, though, and and was criminally ranked too low last year. Uh, he was uh, Fantasy Pro's 20th ranked running back. I'm at 17, you at 23. Finished two years ago at, as running back 14. Uh, last year, obviously, finished as running back three. He, he, he very similar to Saquon for me, where he just had so much usage last year. And I'm just not sure if that's able to be repeated in an offense that I just don't think is going to be as good. Oh, it'll be repeated. It just might be for half the yards. Because, I mean, especially if Garoppolo is not healthy. Um I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not excited about Josh Jacobs with with the quarterback change and the offense change. I don't I don't think the odds like what would you, if I told you Josh Jacobs rushing touchdowns over under was nine and a half. I'd take the under. Yeah, and he had twelve last season. So Yeah. It's just so he and and he's an he's another guy that's currently to your previous point that's you know was offered the franchise tag, and so he, we don't know if he's going to show up either. So that's the the question of you know again past you check out future me on a different pod as we kind of talk about running backs in the future again. There, there's just not a lot of depth behind him. They're going to lean on him pretty heavily. I just don't see that offense that is going to have to keep up with the Chiefs, is going to have to keep up with the Chargers, is going to have to keep up with Russ Wilson, with with Sean Payton as his head coach instead of Hackett. This offense is going to have to score points. They can't, like, I think they're going to have a really hard time just grinding out games with Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, Jacobs did not report to minicamp and did not sign the tag. So yeah, nor, he, nor is he going to anytime soon. 
Yeah. If they don't, if if none of these guys sign the tag, you're not drafting them, right? Are they off your board? You what what what's the earliest you take somebody that hasn't signed their tag? We've talked about <laughs> don't don't draft before Labor Day. We've, well, <laughs> yeah, really, don't draft before Labor Day, hundred percent. But we've talked about Pollard, Saquon, and now Josh Jacobs. None of these guys signed their tags. Well, excuse me, Pollard no. signed his. So yeah, Sa- Saquon and Jacobs, they don't sign. They don't sign. I don't sign. Okay. Right. You're like not going to sign up. Remember Levy on Bell when he held else. out and people still drafted him? Yeah, some people have been traded for him in like week 10. Yeah. Thinking that he'd come back for the playoffs or never came back. Sure didn't. And then so, was gone. I, yeah, it's entirely possible you see that. So there's just, you know, as we obviously it's going to be something we monitor, but I just don't see that being something that I want to deal with. Yeah. So Next. for for that re- for that reason, I probably will move Bijan up ahead of Josh Jacobs, uh, just in future rankings, just for for that specific thing. Okay, not, so, not to spoil not to spoil what you're going. So to you're talk getting about. smarter. You're going to get on the little uh, Jason train and you know rank them appropriately as I did. Thank you for that. Next up, consensus running back nine, the rookie Bijan Robinson. Uh, Alex, I'm going to turn it over to you. Why are you excited about Bijan Bijan Robinson? Um, I'm not. You're not? Not for his ADP being eight and his him being the third-ranked running back. I just think it's too high. I think Tyler Algier being there is... Nothing. Uh, a, a factor? I do think it is a factor. No. I, I think they're going to split running. I think they're going to split carries. No. Nope. I yes. Look, he's not going to split. They, they carries. They might both have fifteen carries a week. He's not going to split carries. Algier sucks. No offense to Algier or Algier fans. Algier is not Bajan Robinson. It's not. It doesn't matter. Okay, so just stop. Stop with that because that's that doesn't make any sense. He averaged five yards a carry last year. Do you it think doesn't. they're just going to put him on the bench? Yes. A thousand percent. I bet. I bet he has at least a hundred and forty carries this year. They drafted Bajan, or excuse me, they drafted Bajan Robinson with the eighth overall pick. Okay. Okay. They are not going to have him split carries. I bet you that Tyler Algier has at least one hundred and twenty carries this year. I will take that bet. Okay. Put it on the board. All right. I will. I don't even know. That doesn't sound like a lot. I should have done 150, but whatever. 120, we'll make it work. It's not going to happen anyway. He's going to come out and be a three down back from the jump. I'm not scared. Never scared. That's uh, seven carries a week. That's uh, that's an easy win for me. Yeah, that sucks. I really, I got, I got rope-a-doped there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely rope-a-doped. Uh, Bijan Robinson... Look, he's been the most hyped running back since Saquon. He's the best running back to come out of college since Saquon. He was drafted eighth overall. Um, had it, what? It was a bad pick by them. 
They, they should not have taken him. 1,600 rushing yards in his last season in college. Like, absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. He was the best offensive weapon on the ground in the draft. The Falcons went out and got him. The only problem that I have is I don't know if Desmond Ritter is good at football, and he is the quarterback of that offense for this season. Um, but it is one of the best uh, offensive lines in the league blocking for him. So hopefully he has some room to run. They have a creative little offense and get him the ball in space and give Bijan the chance to operate. That's really all I'm hoping for. Uh, do I think that it is aggressive that the fantasy pros have him ranked at uh, running back three? Yes, that is exceptionally aggressive. Um, and, he's, and he's going as running back three in drafts currently which is exceptionally aggressive. I will not take him there. I would love to have a receiver, Kelsey there. I'd love to have like not any of the guys that we've talked about before this, but a lot of them that we've talked about before this instead of Bijan. Um and it's and it's entirely possible that he plays in the first preseason game and breaks off like six 10 yard carries and we'll both put him at number one. Like it's, it's entirely possible that he looks unbelievable in the preseason and he, you know, we get on board with everybody else. I just think for a rookie on a, on an offense that we don't think is going to score that much in a terrible division. Yeah. I, I just think it limits his upside with the touchdowns because a lot of these guys that we've talked about, like I think we both think are going to have, you know, 10, 12, 14 touchdowns in total, maybe more than that. Is there a path for him to get there? Sure. Do I think it's likely? Eh. Speaking of 10, 12, 14 touchdowns, our next running back consensus, number 10, Derrick Henry finished last season with 13 of them on the ground and 1,500 plus rushing yards on almost 350 carries in an offense that could not find a quarterback last season and then drafted another one. Derrick Henry <laughs> seems to be the only constant. Um, it looks like Tannehill, it's probably, or at least it seems to be his last season sort of serving as the gap year quarterback on a team that doesn't really care for him while Will Levis and Malik Willis. That's a fun little back back whatever backwards Eek. thing that was uh both develop probably for another year before one of them gets a full shot uh, i guess depending on how uh, on how hard Tannehill tanks but that offense still you're, goes through derrick henry still goes through derrick henry i have him down at rb12 he's getting a little long in the tooth that offense was abysmal last season derrick henry still had juice um, but yeah, he's 29 I mean, running, running back four, average the third most points per game last year, just a point behind Eckler and McCaffrey on a weekly basis, which is uh pretty good for the old man who constantly seems to be overlooked. Uh, I'm happy to report that I have him at number nine ahead of Bijan. <laughs> um, this is just a 
he's earned it reputation pick, right? Uh, I don't think either of us think the offense is going to be very good, but Vrabel is one of the top five coaches in football and they're going to play to their strengths until the wheels fall off and they haven't fallen off yet. And Derek Henry's projected for probably another top 10 running back season. Fantasy pros has him at eight. Uh, we have him at 10. ADP wise, he's currently the sixth ranked running back going off the board uh, ahead of Chubb, Jacobs, Pollard, uh, Najee, Brees Hall, Ramondre, Etienne, and Walker. Uh, I, I just think this is the right place for him, a, a little bit lower uh, than, than where he's being drafted just for age uh, and inj- potential injury concerns where we've been thinking the wheels are going to fall off. I think since we started the podcast, which was, which was four years ago, he's now 29 and he has that many more miles on him. So I, this, it's just, uh, we think the offense is going to take a step back and it wouldn't be surprising to see him start taking a step back too. Yeah. If I'm going to roll the dice on Derrick Henry, I think that I'm going to do it one more year. This will be the year. And it's because of that ADP, which has him squarely in the, Early, well, kind of middle of the second round. That's not bad, you know, if you're going receiver, Kelsey, something in the first round. But right, right. on we move. Consensus running back 11, Najee Harris. Najee, workhorse stud. Had a real kind of a letdown season last year. 272 attempts. Barely mustered 1,000 yards. Seven touchdowns. Like I said... You know, average less than four yards a carry, 3.8 yards per carry last season. Just was not really effective. Looked lost at times. Got compared to Anthony Richardson, which that's a name that nobody wants to be compared to. Only one game over 100 rushing yards. Granted, he did have a second game with 99 yards on the ground. Um, kind of put it together a little bit over the last month of the season uh, with about 15 points a week each week. I uh, yep. did do something in championship week. If anybody made it there who drafted him, which is probably not many people uh, against Baltimore had 20 plus points, but all in all, definitely a down year for Najee last year, Jalen Warren, there were, you know, chance for him to usurp Najee as the, the lead back in Pittsburgh, never going to happen based on the draft. No capital. chance. Um, but he's reportedly slimmed down and more explosive in Steelers OTAs. He just he, he just dances a little bit too much for my liking and doesn't like cut and go. Um, he caught thirty. He runs people over. He's a very physical running back. Just he caught, just for the record, he caught thirty three fewer passes with Kenny Pickett under center last season. Yeah. Um, just did not live up to expectations. Pickett bad at times I, I don't know but it, you, they, they they look like they kind of figured it out at the end of the last season though and and their offensive coordinators already come out and said that you know they kind of figured it out at the end of last season where they set the tone by running the ball and did play action off of it and let Pickett kind of roam around a little bit and they have enough weapons on that offense they've also improved their offensive line because it was not so great last year so he had zero games with 20 carries through the first eight weeks. He had five games with 20 plus carries uh, during the second half. And that's when the rookie quarterback kind of started figuring things out. I, you know, he had a bad year and was still running back 14. We have him at 11. I think that's like 
floor for him. You think 11 is the floor? God, you love Najee. I do because his... I forget that you're just a Najee truther. He didn't have that many touchdowns last year, and and they were just trying to figure out their offense. The offense was bad. But he wasn't bad. Like he he won't be bad because their offensive line's better. Also, if if you can pencil me in for, you know, he was a top five back his rookie year. He still basically was an RB one last year. Noodle oh, arm Roethlisberger was throwing the ball. It was three yards, right to Najee's numbers or his ankles. If you can tell, you know, he's currently going the eleventh running back pick twenty seven. It's tremendous value if if you can get it's also tremendously early he should not be going in the third round what like it's it's i'm i'm sorry i don't think you understood it's tremendously early in the off season i think oh come draft he'll, he'll time go sooner in than september naji harris definite definitive like in my mind potential three down back should not be going in the third round. Yeah. Also, you said Anthony Richardson earlier. I believe you meant Trent Richardson for the Browns. That's just downright disrespectful. He is not oh, Trent I did Richardson. Say Anthony Richardson. Sorry, I'm still on uh, uh, the Colts. Yeah, Trent Richardson. You don't remember the Trent Richardson memes? He's just not. He's not Trent Richardson. That's just bad. Yeah. So I I love his value currently. Uh, if you're telling me he's going in the same range as let me, so. Uh, Brees Hall, Mark Andrews, Najee, T. Higgins, Ramondre, Olave, ETN. Like Ramondre, I, T. Higgins, and Najee. Who w- put them in an order? Uh, Ramondre, Higgins, Harris. Okay. Yeah, I guess that stands to reason because we just talked about Ramondre. Yeah, it's true. So I I love the value uh, of where he's currently going in the third round. Yeah, um, that's great I, value. It's it's really good value, and so I I think that's like because I mentioned to you before we started that I just think there's a lot of running back value, not necessarily in the first round, but it seems like more and more people are just letting some of these guys fall, and I I will be happy to take them in the second and third round. Yeah. Yeah, if these ADPs hold, man, zero RB is looking beautiful to me. Or at least zero RB light, you know, well, get one spe- of these guys. Speaking of our, our last but not least 12th ranked running back for ADP, it's Alexander Madison. And how do you think it climbs? I think it has to climb. Uh, so currently going is pick 55. Oh, I mean, that's just not accurate. Delvin was just released. It, it'll take a little while for Sleeper to update. Fantasy Pros has updated, and they have him at 28. Wow. Like, I just don't understand why. Dude, he's easily a top 15 guy. I agree. I I agree. I just I don't understand are you sure that that's running back 28 and not overall 28? Because um, I could I could maybe see overall 28, but running back 28? Yeah, he's down behind Montgomery, Pacheco, before Javante Williams and Kamara. 
So yeah, he's currently a running back 28. That's got to go up at least like 12 to 15 spots. Yeah. I think that's why people got to listen to the Sackos, man. Maybe they're thinking that one of these other guys, Zeke will sign there or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I, we both like whoever, if if he's going to be the guy for an offense that is more than capable of putting up points with Jefferson and, and Kirk, Madison's always been basically a top five back when he plays for one week and then Delvin comes back. The, mm-hmm. the v- potential value here is immense. I think you'll see his ADP climb. I, I think he'll end up being a, a low-end RB1, high-end RB2, kind of when the dust settles here, which is where we have him currently. Um, yes. Like, he is, I don't want to say a carbon, I mean, he's not a carbon copy of Dalvin Cook, by any means, but he's not exceptionally far off. He's very, 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 very good. He was an RB1 whenever he filled in for Dalvin. Has always been that way. Has always been the highest drafted handcuff. Maybe Pollard the last year, but generally speaking, the highest drafted handcuffs were always Pollard and Madison. And it was Pollard because he at least got you points along the way. And it was Madison because if Dalvin missed or when Dalvin missed, because he usually missed a few games, um, you knew Madison was going to be able to step in and still put up 20 points. Yep. So I'm excited to see what Madison can do in that offense. He's going to be a fantastic contributor. And probably, I mean, if it climbs, it would have to climb a long way for him to not be a value. So odds are he will still be a value when you draft him come September. Yeah, if you're if you're telling me that he's a running back you can target in the fourth round... Or or third round. Yeah, I would still take I would him into three. I would totally take I, him into three. Yeah, I, I would be all over it. So um, that pretty much does it for our RB1s. That was 12 uh, for those of you keeping track at home. So Christian McCaffrey, one. Eckler, two. Nick Chubb, three. Pollard, four. Saqu- Saquon, five. Uh, JT. Did I do this right? Yeah, JT at six. Ramondre Stevenson at seven. Josh Jacobs, eight. John Robinson at number nine, Derrick Henry 10, Najee 11, and Alexander Madison at 12. Uh, just missing the cut uh, are some guys we'll probably talk about next time. But to give you a quick uh, peek, uh, Miles Sanders, James Conner, Cam Akers, uh, Kenny Walker, J.K. Dobbins, Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Damian Pierce, Rashad White, Jamal Williams, Kamara, like there's a whole bunch of running backs down here uh, for us to to kind of talk about DeAndre Swift. So um, just I, I think I think our top 12 is pretty solid, though. Yeah, pour one out for Brees Hall. Uh, really wanted to try and squeeze him into my top 12 if for nothing else than to troll you. Um, but <laughs> first year coming back from ACL injuries, it. I could not do it. Couldn't do it. So, all right. Thank I, you guys so I, much for listening. I thought you were trolling me with your uh, Jameer Gibbs uh, ranking. So, <laughs> he's going to be really good, man. Oh, he's consensus too low. We don't even get to talk. Fine. And then your ranking is just asinine, but. 
Whatever. We're, we've already gone over. We'll talk about Jameer Gibbs another time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. It is fantasy football time, and we are the Sackos helping you go from worst to first. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.